Lamentations chapter 3. Lamentations chapter 3. Uh, this will be a passage that's familiar to uh, many of you. Um, maybe not the whole entire chapter, but uh, definitely a key portion of it. Uh, I'm going to read uh, Lamentations 3, 19 through 26. I'm going to pray, and then we'll dive in uh, to the message. God's Word, Lamentations chapter 3, beginning in verse 19. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continues remembers it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Heavenly Father, as we come to this hour, we hear your word. We pray that you would uh, use this uh, word uh, to encourage and strengthen our hearts. Remind us, Lord, that with all the chaos that's happening around us and all the, the suffering and all the sin and all the brokenness, uh, that our hope tonight as your people would be in you, uh, that our hope would be in your steadfast love, would be in your never-ceasing mercy. We pray, God, that you would be kind to your people tonight. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, many of you were probably watching the news this afternoon and saw a, uh, a, a protest happen at the uh, National Mall at, at the Capitol, uh, protesting the election of uh, President-elect uh, Biden. Uh, and as you, as you watch, you saw the pro protesters kind of break through the, the line of police and actually enter into uh, the rotunda. Uh, and then they closed down the rotunda and sent all the, uh, uh, the senators away, the, the House away, um, for, for safety. Uh, someone was shot inside our, our Capitol. And as you watch this, you see a lot of the same, you hear a lot of the same things. You hear disbelief. You hear sadness. You, hear, you see anger, for this is how our democracy has come. I was one who was watching and felt the anguish in my own heart for what's happening to our nation. Uh, we hear that often in, in conversations that we see what's happening throughout our society, what's happening in our government, what's happening, how people view politics, and we, 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 we weep. We're, we're undone in many ways. And what we saw today, even though how sad it was and how grievous it may be to many of us, what we saw today is nothing compared to what the writer in Lamentation saw. They saw much, much worse with the fall of Jerusalem. Uh, our, our democracy may be on the brink, uh, but our hope as Christians is not in our democracy. Our hope as Christians is in the kingdom that will not be shaken. Uh, the kingdom of America uh, will not last forever. We don't serve America. We serve God and His glory. And of course, we want to be good citizens, but our final and full allegiance is to the the citizens being citizens of heaven, not citizens of this earth. And what you see here is in the midst of all the chaos that we see in our own day, but the chaos that the people of Jerusalem saw in their day, where do they turn? Well, look with me. Lamentations chapter 3. This is 
a, whether it's Jeremiah himself or just another person speaking after he witnesses the fall of Jerusalem. But listen to what he, he feels, what he sees happening around him. I am the man who has seen affliction under the rod of his wrath. He has driven and brought me into darkness without light. Surely against me he turns his hand again and again the whole day long. Uh, so darkness all day long. Now he's, when he refers to he, he's referring to the Lord here. Verse 4, he has made my flesh and my skin waste away. He has broken my bones. Uh, we know that in times of deep grief and deep sadness, you can see the aging upon your face. You could see the, the physical effects on your body. And this man says, seeing the people of God suffer as they do and seeing Jerusalem fall, it's like my bones are broken, my, my face is wasting away. Verse 5, he has besieged and enveloped me with bitterness and tribulation. He has made me dwell in darkness like the dead of long ago. It's interesting when you read the the. the, the the Word of God, you find people who have had much worse circumstances than we do. I was listening to a lecture earlier this week, and uh, J.I. Packer was talking about the Puritans, and he, he spoke about evangelicals, and he said, evangelicals are a flabby lot. I love how English people speak. Um, we're a flabby lot because we're not used to having persecution and suffering as, as much as, as saints in the past have, like the saints of God in Jerusalem. He has walled me in, verse 7, about so that I cannot escape. He has made my chains heavy, though I call and cry for help. He shuts out my prayer. He has blocked my ways with blocks of stone. He has made my paths crooked. I cannot get to the Lord. He is bearing, he's a bear lying in wait for me, a lion in hiding. He, he turned aside my steps and tore me to pieces. He has made me desolate. He bent his bow and set me as a target for his arrow. He drove into my kidneys the arrows of his quiver. I have become the laughingstock of all peoples, the object of their taunts all day long. He filled me with bitterness. He has sated me with wormwood. He has made my teeth grind on gravel and made me cower in ashes. My soul is bereft of peace. I have forgotten what happiness is. That's the dark night of the soul, is it not? I have forgotten what happiness is. My soul is bereft. It is empty of peace. I see none. So I say, my endurance has perished. So has my hope from the Lord. This is just an honest reflection of what this writer sees happening all around him. And he says, I'm undone. It's as if my life should be over. God doesn't listen to my prayers. Life is chaotic and hard, and I have no hope. We've been there. Had those moments when we have felt no peace, no happiness, and no hope. And many of us want to stay there. That's not what the, the writer of this lamentation does. In verse 19, he says, Remember my afflictions and my wanderings the wormwood, and the gall. My soul continues, 
continually remembers it, it is bowed down within me. What he remembers, he remembers how he wandered from the Lord and brought this upon himself. The people of Israel had rejected God's good word, had not lived for him, so God, in, his, uh, in accordance with his truth, said, I will bring destruction upon you. If you want to live outside of my word, I will have my wrath come down upon you. He clearly said it again and again and again. And the psalmist thinks about his life and the chaos and the pain and the suffering and the bitterness and the hopelessness, and he says, it's because of me, because of my sin, my wanderings. And what does he do? He remembers it. This is the key, I think, to the, to the entire message. We have to remember our sin. We have to remember our wanderings. We have to remember what we have done to a holy God. And it's only when we remember what we rightly deserve, the chaos that is spoken about in this passage, the chaos that we see in our nation, that we can get to the, the hope in the next verse. Verse 21. But this I call to mind. And therefore, I have hope. No matter what you are dealing with, no matter what sin is, has taken over your life, know this, if you turn from your sin and you remember in your mind who God is and what God has done for you in Christ, you will find joy. You will find hope. This is what he brings to his mind. This is what we should all bring to our mind in the midst of our suffering, in the midst of even this day as a nation. When we see our, our nation may be crumbling and we, we may go, well, we are hopeless. Well, no, we are not hopeless because we bring this to mind and we set our hope on God. What does it say in verse 21? Verse 22, rather. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. I mean, think about those words. Now, we hear them all the time, and we rejoice in them. I know some of you have those verses memorized, and those are the ones who you continue to come to in times of, of trial. Even when I picked up the book of Lamentations, I know that many of you came to me afterwards and said, I can't wait for chapter 3. I can't wait for verse 22. The steadfast love of the Lord never ends. His mercies are new every morning. These are beautiful, but they're on the back of what? The sin and the consequences of it. That God says, if you turn back to me, I will give you mercy. Those who want to continue to wander away from me, you will experience my wrath and my justice and my anger. But no, but you who turn to me, you will experience mercy. Listen, God is all about giving hope to the hopeless. This is why we don't live on Good Friday. We don't live only at the cross. We live in the resurrection of Christ. 
God declared to the world that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. And again and again we see in Scripture that we have to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. He's our sacrifice, but He's our sacrifice because He's our Redeemer, because He rose from the dead. So we know we can always have hope. We know that we can always have mercy. We know that His steadfast love never ends because He has poured into our hearts the Holy Spirit, a deposit guaranteeing our salvation. So what this psalmist, what this lament, person who's writing this lamentation, most likely Jeremiah, he says, the Lord is my portion. The Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will hope in him. So I don't know what's going to happen in our nation. You know, um, I was, wasn't sure if, who told it to me, but, you know, people have already said, is, is 2020 over? Yes, it is. 2021 looks very similar to 2020. We're in a season where people are running away from the Lord and God is bringing his just wrath upon our our land. Why? So that people would get to a place where they are hopeless. So they would find true hope because true hope is only found in the Lord. He would get us to that day when we we get to the the cross and we see our sin and we remember our sin that Jesus died for on the cross. And then we hope, have our hearts filled with hope because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. But notice this, the true hope only comes at the end of of hopelessness and and hope in anything anything else for salvation outside of Christ. Look at how he continues to remind his heart of these truths in verse 27, 26 and following. It is good that the one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. Let him sit alone in silence what is laid on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him give his cheek to the one who strikes. Let him be filled with insults. The Lord will not cast off forever. But though he cause grief, He will have compassion according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he does not afflict from his heart or grieve the children of men to crush underfoot all the prisoners of the earth, to deny a man justice in the presence of the Most High, to subvert a man in his lawsuit. The Lord does not approve. The Lord does not delight in disciplining his children. He would rather have his children obey. Amen? As parents, we would rather have our children obey. We don't delight in discipline, but we do it because we love our kids. God does it to us because he loves us. He doesn't want us to perish, but he wants us to experience eternal life. Verse 37, who has spoken and it came to pass, unless the Lord has commanded it. It is not from the mouth of the Most High that good and bad come. Why should a living man complain? a man about the punishment of his sins. Do you see that? God is in charge of everything. God sometimes, in his sovereign purposes, uses things that are bad for his good. We see that time and time again. We must never forget that. Even now, when we think about our nation, and we see many people starting to quake and wonder what's going to happen in our nation, you'll see all this this language of fear. We shall not fear because we hope in the Lord. And the Lord is going to use these for his purposes and for our good because he has promised us in his word. We must have a rock-solid confidence in the sovereignty of Almighty God. 
And when we experience pain in our life, we shouldn't complain because we deserve far worse. So verse 40, let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. Let us lift up our hearts and hands to God in heaven. We have transgressed and rebelled and you have not forgiven. You have wrapped yourself with anger and pursued us, killing us without pity. You have wrapped yourself with a cloud so that no prayer can pass through. You have made us scum and garbage among the peoples. All our enemies open their mouths against us. Panic and pitfall have come upon us, devastation and destruction. My eyes flow with the rivers of tears because of the destruction of the daughter of my people. My eyes will flow without ceasing, without respite, until the Lord from heaven looks down and sees. My eyes cause me grief at the fate of all the daughters of my city. I have been hunted like a bird by those who were my enemies without cause. They flung me alive into the pit and cast stones on me. Water closed over my head. I said, I am lost. I called on your name, O Lord. From the depths of the pit, you heard my plea. Do not close your ear to my cry for help. You came near when I called on you. You said, do not fear. You have taken up my cause, O Lord. You have redeemed my life. You have seen wrong done to me, O Lord. Judge my cause. You have seen all their vengeance and all their plots against me. You have heard their taunts, O Lord, all their plots against me. My, the lips and thoughts of my assailants are against me all the day long. Behold, they're sitting and they're rising. I'm the object of their taunts. You will repay them, O Lord, according to the work of their hands. You will give them dullness of heart and curse will be on them. You will pursue them in anger and destroy them from under your heavens, O Lord." There's a lot there, but let me just say the summary of what's happening here. Uh, first, the, the, the writer looks back at what he experienced. He reflects on that, uh, what happened to him. So verses uh, 42 down to verse 48, you see this is what, what's happening in my life, the, the destruction, the torment. He kind of reiterates what's happening at the beginning of this, uh, this chapter. And at the end, he says, you, you, the people who have done this to me, because I know that you judge sin, you will judge them as well. You will show their, your power against those. Those who, who stand against God, those who stand against God's word, those who stand against God's people will face his judgment. We don't have to fear that. We do not have to fear. It says it right here in the text. Do not fear, verse 57. But the reason why this lamentation is, is, is good for us is because this person was caught in sin, they walked away from the Lord, and then verse 40, let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. That's what this, this lamentation is about. God sent his destruction on Jerusalem so that his people would return to him. His remnant would be called back to him. Why? Because his steadfast love never ceases, it never ends. So he brought destruction of Jerusalem so that God's people would return to him. They would experience his mercy yet again and they would not continue to walk in sin. I pray that for our nation. I pray that our nation would see the, the pain and the horror of living a life without God and they'd be undone and they would turn back to Christ. So we as a, as a church... We as an American church, oh, beloved, we as an American church, if, if you have brothers or sisters, moms and dads, grandparents, and, and, and 
nieces and nephews, you need to tell them, examine your ways, test your lives, and do what? Return to the Lord. We need to live for the Lord. The Lord and His glory. As they see very clearly in the text, if you stand against the Lord, you will face wrath. But God does not delight in bringing His wrath. He he delights in showing love and mercy to his people, compassion for everyone who does what? Turn. It doesn't matter where you are today. If you are in sin now, if you turn to God today, you will experience what? Mercy. Compassion. How kind is God? Have you ever had those moments when you know you don't deserve God's love? You know you don't deserve his mercy. You know you don't deserve his grace and yet you have it. What does that cause you to do? Say no to sin, no to envy, no to lust, no to anger, no to greed, because Jesus loves me. His mercies are worth it. His grace and love are always there for us. And I pray as we think about the things that are happening in our nation today, that we would all examine our ways. We would test them. And anything that is not of God, we would turn to the Lord. We would call this to mind and have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the soul who seeks him it is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Father, I pray that we would call this to mind. I pray that when we call it to mind, we would have hope. Whatever affliction or suffering we face in this life, let us never forget that your love never ends, that your mercy never ceases, that your compassion and your mercy are new each and every morning. So God, I pray that we would lay our heads down tonight in hope, not in what we see around us, but in who we belong to and what we know is coming. Oh God, let us test and examine our ways and let us walk in faithfulness to the Lord. We lift up our hearts and our hands to our God in heaven. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.